Pulpa MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, thank you for pushing play and of course downloading this episode. Welcome in. Thank you for joining me. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bones. It's so easy to see why you guys should be shopping there because they have stuff in stock. They support our sport. They support this show. And, of course, you guys need to go to KieferIncTesting.com first before you go do your shopping. And then what that does is that will direct you to Rocky Mountain ATVMC once you click on that banner ad on my site. And then you can continue to live your life and go shopping, and that gives us a sliver of what you guys are purchasing and helps us out tremendously. So thank you guys for doing that so far. Always check up on that, and you guys are ordering over there. So we appreciate it very much, as well as RMATVMC does as well. And, of course, FXR Racing. Man, oh, man, there's some great-looking limited-edition gear out there right now. Go check that out at FXRRacing.com. My line of gear will be here middle of June, right around summertime. Oh, I can't wait for you guys to see it, feel it. It's exciting times for me. I think about it a lot. I wish I got I wish honestly I could show you guys right now, but I just can't. But go to fxrracing.com shortly and you'll be able to see it, pre-order it and get it over there and then you guys can yell at me, bitch at me, praise me, whatever you guys want to do, tell me I need, need to do a better job on designing gear or whatever, but until then, there's a lot of good-looking stuff over there on their website. Go purchase some, give it a try if you haven't. Use the code KK MX35, save yourself 30% off anything fxrracing.com has. That is a killer discount, 30%, so go check that out. Racetech, racetech.com. I am actually in the middle of doing an article that we just uh, finished up, uh, testing the KX450 Racetech suspension revalve. So I love me a KX450. Um, maybe not as much as a Yamaha, but nonetheless, it is a great bike, great frame character. And the Showa suspension that comes on the 450 is just a little soft. So we had the, the guys over at Racetech revalve it, respring it for me, and going to talk about it in an upcoming article as well as a show. And maybe we can get Chris Riesenberg on here. Now we have some new equipment. We can do some phone interviews. And there's just a lot of things going on at Kiefer Inc. right now. Holy hell, it's been busy. It's been busy solid for about a year, year and a half of just riding constantly four to six days a week, typing, talking. Uh, man, it's it's a lot, of, a lot of different things going on, but, man, it's been fun. And nonetheless, this show, what I just did yesterday, was fun as well. Got to ride the 2021 Honda CRF 450R. 
Smart Top Bullfrog Spas Honda of Vince Freezy. Now, you guys are wondering, oh, here we go. Here comes the comments. Here comes the Freezy comments. Oh, that guy does this. He's this. Or Look it. Here's the deal. I am not Vince Freezy. Uh, I am just a test, old test guy over here that likes to ride bikes, that likes to give the information out to you guys. So whatever your opinion is on Vince, that's up to you guys. But I will give you my opinion right now real quick. Um, I, I know I don't know Vince, obviously. I've talked to him a few times here and there at the track. He seems like a very nice guy. Seems like a smart dude that knows how to test motorcycles. Every interaction that I have had with him uh, is always friendly. He says hi. We bullshit for a little bit, and it's always been great. Now, I understand Vince hasn't had the best track record in the past, but to me, and this is my opinion, I feel like the the hate that he gets, especially this year, is is not all 100% Vince's fault. Um, I feel like you guys are just used to Vince five, six years ago, and I will say this. Vince did do some questionable shit way back in the day, and I'm sure he will admit that as well. But lately, he's been clean. Yes, he's gotten some uh, altercations on the track, but none to the fault of his own. I feel like some of these are just, you know, Vince haters, and he may be the most misunderstood rider in our sport right now, and also the most controversial. So that is just my opinion. I know most of you guys have your own on him, and uh, this isn't about Vince. I ain't test riding Vince. <laughs> I ain't giving good old Vince a ride, you know. Let's not take this after dark, but I'm riding Vince's machine, the team machine, and it's interesting to me because he is the only one riding the newer generation Honda all the other riders are on the old platform, which is still available through Honda. So that's actually a cool marketing um, ploy that the team is doing, you know. So it's uh, they're still active and selling 2020s, so the riders are racing them and doing fairly well. It's hit and miss. But uh, Vince was designated by the team and Tony and Genova to evaluate, to go through some things on this bike so that way – when it comes time for 2022 Supercross and all of the riders are on the new generation Honda, they'll be ahead of the curve a little bit. When they got, uh, let's say, late, late last year and this COVID, all this shit's happening to us in America and all, all over around the world, uh, there wasn't enough bikes for the team to, to have for as much of a... Uh, how big of a team it is, I guess I'm saying. They've had a lot of riders over there. Honda didn't have enough bikes, and they say, hey, we're not going to simply have enough parts for you to to uh, cater to all of your riders. So they chose Vince to uh, be the guy. And originally, he was just going to be on you know, a stock bike with some ECU stuff and a suspension, but that has evolved um, over, over time to have some engine mods. Um, and, of course... Vince, to me, on the team, is one of the most solid riders on the team. I was I would think for raw speed in Supercross, Vince has the most. And that may be going on a limb, but I feel like he he is the best starter out of all the guys. He finishes when he's not obviously getting in trouble or getting lapped or whatever the reasons. He had some bad luck early in the Supercross season. He had some big crashes. Uh, ghost riding his bike a little bit that I even thought was maybe because 
the bike was too fast and he's getting a little whiskey throttle and it just was hitting a little bit different. Sometimes um, when you have these modified bikes, it has a hit in, in the power range where you don't expect it as a rider and it seems to hit at the most inopportune times and then you have these accidents that you see from Vince. I do not know if that's what the case is, but that's what I look. I go, Vince is a great rider. There's no way he should be looping out over a jump. I just don't see that. He's a professional unless that power is somehow altered where he didn't know it was going to come on at that time. So uh, Vince overall is a, is a solid guy. Without those mistakes, um, you know, he's anywhere between 10th and 15th. Uh, he's finished 11th uh, in a couple races, and I just feel like this bike is an interesting bike for me to ride on the heels of riding Justin Brayton's engine and uh, his bike. So I thought it would be a cool comparison for you guys to listen to as well as view because we did a RacerX online films that will be up hopefully this week. And you can hear me bullshit and talk about what it's like to ride Vince's bike. So um, let's uh, rip down some uh, some sponsors here real quick before we go into the Vince Freezy machine. As well as you guys know, those three sponsors, Rocky Mountain, ATVMC, FXR, and Racetech, we have Power Motorsports, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Chevrolet of Colleen, Texas, Pro Taper, 60 Helmets, Old Timers Association, and we and Aiden just rode... Uh, race Saturday at Glen Helen for uh, the SoCal Old Timers race. Long motos was fun. I rode five motos in one day, so it was really cool. Three 20-minute motos, two 15-minute motos. Aiden got to ride longer motos. I got to race with Aiden. So if you guys want to go race and have long motos, and you're an older dude, you're, you know, 30 or older, check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. They'll have the full schedule up there. You can check it out. ScreenPrintingDone.com if you want some shirts or T-shirts made up. We just got some new stuff made up for the Kiefer Ink Testing merch and the shop. So that'll be up in a week or so. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Get yourself a Dunlop, just like 7 Deuce Deuce says. Plum Creek Funding. Refi your house. Zach will hook you up. And, of course, Blood Lubricants. Those are all of our 2021 sponsors. So thank you guys for supporting them. All right, so what is what is it like to ride Vince Freezy's machine? As a vet rider, you guys are sitting there driving or listening to this in your in your garages or whatever. We like uh, the normal blue-collar guy, weekend warrior guy, like a smooth, longer, linear power. We don't like a lot of hit. Some of you guys think that you may like that, but in all honesty, it's going to get you tired as hell, very tired. I know that... Uh, Sometimes when I get on a factory machine, I think it's really fun because it's super gnarly off the bottom and fast, and it gives you that exciting feel. But then four or five laps in, I'm getting a little bit tired, and that power gets uncontrollable, and that is no bueno. That was more the character of these factory bikes six, seven years ago. Uh, as time went on, bikes got better. Uh, production bikes evolved more. Um, the overall consensus of these riders would like, hey, man, I need something I can hold on to for 20 minutes. Same goes for outdoors. 2019, uh, Mike Genova and Tony Alessi were very nice enough to me, for me to ride their team bike in the Outdoor Nationals. I completely sucked it up. And Chad at XPR, which is their motor, build, motor builder, had um, a great practice engine for me that I liked. I had a practice bike that was awesome. I loved it. It was long and linear, 
powerful enough for me. And then the race engine was a little bit different, had more hit. And quite frankly, I was just too much of a pussy to hang on the bike. And I was scared to ride it fast. I tried to ride it fast and I couldn't hang on to it. I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't uh, technically good enough to ride that bike. Coupled with the Honda being a little bit stiffer natured, just wasn't my cup of tea. And I sucked it up. I wish I could go back and do a few things differently. I probably would uh, have my bike a little bit slower. I might have rode my practice bike because I seem to have uh, a better time riding that and riding it faster just because it was easier to ride. So thinking that all of these factory bikes, and I've rode a few in my time, have this gnarly power to them because you see these guys quad out of a corner or do these quads in the rhythm or whatever it is, you think it has all this bottom end. That's not necessarily the case. Some riders like more bottom end than others, but uh, these riders like a lot of RPM response, but then a smooth, connected feel to the rear wheel. That is what these guys are looking for. When we hear, uh, I'm going to paint this picture real quick. When we hear Roxon's having problems with this bike, he's not having a good setup. Let's take Atlanta 1, for instance. I would assume one of two things. One, his chassis is a little bit off, maybe a little bit rigid. Maybe he can't feel the ground as much as he would like. Or two, he is having too much power and it's wearing him out and he can't be aggressive with the machine a la ninth place or whatever he got, right? So those are my two guesses of what happened in Atlanta and that is... The, the, the moving target of these factory bikes. The, the production Honda is probably the most finicky machine there is, 450 I should say, 450 machine there is right now. So having a race bike that you build more horsepower with, you have stiffer suspension, it is a fucking hard thing to dial in as an engine builder, as a chassis tuner, and as a rider. All those three people... It, you've got to blend together and find the right, um, I guess, the right blend of what it will be or what it can take for the rider to ride to his potential. That is everything in a nutshell with the racing world. You ask a rider what he wants in suspension, hey, man, I want it to hold up, but I want plushness. Well, fuck, man. It, it's hard to find that. Hey, I want all the power, but I want it super connected. Hard to do. Let's enter Chad from XPR Motorsports. You've heard me talk about Chad before. He's done stuff for me in the past. He's built Aiden's motors. He's built uh, my engines. Again, one of only a couple guys that I trust in my area uh, so far that I've experienced that have built quality engines that last, and I'm not scared to ride them. All right, so what exactly is inside the number 40s engine that Chad did? Uh, he gave me a list of things here. So he has a head mod that's ported. He has standard seats. Um, these There's custom valves inside this head that are not available to the public. Uh, of course, valve springs, um, a custom piston that is available to the public. Stock cam. I guess the team and Chad didn't have enough time to get a cam in there. Um, stock uh, valve springs. Um, that obviously would change if you change the cam. Of course, a Carrillo rod. It's... You know, balanced and uh, and true to all of those things that will come into play when you want to have lack of vibration. That is huge. We'll talk about that. 
a Vortex-tuned ECU. Of course, it runs on VP Pro 6, a Kropovich muffler, we're going to talk about that, and a Recluse Clutch, which I made a star right next to because we're going to talk about that as well. So there's not a lot involved. Obviously, they tumble and they um, polish the transmission, but there's not a lot involved inside this engine. It might... It may seem that way with the list I just ripped off, but the custom pistons, those are all things that you can buy at home. Like if you had a bike, you're like, hey, man, I need a little bit more power. I want broader power, and you sent it to Chad. Those are things he can do. He can do a head mod. He can do a piston, leave the stock cam in there. They can balance and true the crank and put a Carrillo rod in it. So if you want a little bit more durability and longer life on your stock Honda, those are the things that roll over from a race machine that you see that's uh, racing on Saturday night or, or these Tuesday afternoons. What was it like? So what's the engine like for me? Uh, I would like to tell you guys right now that it was the most insane amounts of power, that it was unbelievable, but honestly, it was just a better version of the stock machine. And what I mean by that, it's longer, still linear, still has a lot of power, but just a little bit more. But everything in that little box that I just mentioned, more controlled. This is the, the main difference from a Honda, stock Honda, to this Vince Freezy 40 machine. I, I had a stock Honda with me. I rode it the same day, back to back. And although I ride the stock Honda, I'm like, oh, it's, it's powerful, but it's jerky. It has a lot of uh, what we call the herky-jerkies or snatchiness in corners where it upsets the chassis. This is where everything that Chad does to, the, to Vince's bike makes it better. I can come out of a corner, get on the gas. I have more rear-wheel traction. Second gear last completely down the straightaway. It's unbelievable how long second gear pulls. When I got on the stock bike, I had to shift to third. And then I'm like, I feel like I'm in between gears because third's kind of luggy. And the Honda on the production side, it can't pull third gear in corners. This Vince Freeze bike, number 40 bike, can pull third gear in corners. Uh, it can also give you the option to leave it in second and just say, fuck it, and run down the straightaway and not have to worry about shipping the third gear. So that makes the Honda easier to ride. It also makes the Honda chassis, even though suspension was whole... <laughs> Holy shit, stiff. We'll, we'll discuss that. It made the chassis calmer. It didn't want to bind up the chassis on acceleration. I didn't have to worry about shifting. So those things, to me, translate to the normal vet rider. Uh, maybe we can't relate on the things that the number 40 does on the track as far as you know, mere mortals that are listening to this podcast. But you can relate to, I can work a little bit less and go faster on the track because this bike requires less from me. That's what I like. And these are the experiences that I've had with Chad and his engines that he builds for the team. I love me and Honda. God dang it, guys. I, I love a Honda. But it's just tough for me to be on board with a Honda at all times because it's, like I mentioned earlier, it's just that that window is so tough to get into for a, a different types of tracks. It's just hard. It's like a moving target, you know? Um, the only thing I can relate it to is being with a chick that's happy one day, upset the next day, and you can't fucking, you're like, I don't know which one I'm going to wake up to. I have no idea. So 
that's kind of like the Honda for me in the production form. It's like, I'm going to wake up and go to the track. Dude, I had the best day. The Honda's unbelievable. I am ride red. I'm buying a bunch of Honda freaking merch. I'm in. And then you go to another track and you're like, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever ridden in my life. It almost spit me off. It's, you know, um, deflecting off things. So the engine that is in Vince's bike helps me increase the window of which I would want to ride this bike more every day. And to relate this to my national bike that I sucked on a couple years ago, this bike is easier to ride because it was smoother, didn't have that much of a hit, um, and it's just longer and more linear, had a little bit less vibration, as well as obviously the frame, the chassis is different from the 2019 bike that I rode back then. But nonetheless, just an overall pleasure to ride a bike that is, uh, it just feels tight. If uh, you have never ridden a modified bike in your life, or if you have never ridden, obviously had the chance to ride a factory-ish motorcycle, it just feels tight. It just feels like when you accelerate, it's connected to the ground, and you roll the throttle on, and that throttle is directly correlating to the rear wheel, and it just feels like it's a solid machine, and you're part of it. That's what I feel like when I got on the number 40 bike. Um, let's relate it to this. I've ridden a factory Honda, not lately, but I have. Compared to the number 40 bike, it's even a little bit more so connected and solid on a factory bike than Vince's bike. So there is a little bit difference there, but the difference coming from a production machine to the number 40 machine is quite a bit of change. Even though on the outside, the bike doesn't look that different, delivery is so much better than a stock uh, delivery that I always wonder, like, if we just make a production machine that's this smooth, this easy to ride, we would, or Honda would sell every single one of them so fast that it would be insane. And Honda would be the best motorcycle. It would win these shootouts. A little bit softer chassis, this connection that I get now with number 40 bike, you could crush every other manufacturer all day long. Why? Because the Honda fit and feel, you get on it, it's amazing. Uh, the way this chassis corners makes it easier for guys that can't corner well, uh, makes it easier on them. And then you have this engine delivery that's just easy to ride. It just makes it very fun to ride. If you guys have had the best day in your life of riding and you're driving home and you just think about, man, how much fun I had, and you're thinking about this rut that you nailed, and that feeling stays with you for a long time. That's the kind of feeling that I had uh, when I left the the number 40 bike behind, <laughs> okay? The downside is, holy hell, the suspension is so fucking stiff, I cannot believe it. I've been through some Supercross settings before. I've ridden some Supercross bikes with SX suspension, and I have felt stiff in my life, but Vince's bike... His fork is so stiff, you have to appreciate how gnarly these guys are when they ride these bikes at that level on that gnarly of a track. I know you need it that stiff to drive through jumps, to hit whoops, but it is stiff. I cannot relay it on this microphone to you through your speakers enough. 
on the way out from the pits to the track. And granted, I didn't ride a Supercross track, right? I don't think you guys want to watch a 40-year-old man boner air jumps on a Supercross track. You would just talk shit and be like, oh, my God, Kiefer sucks. How can I listen to this asshole? You don't want to see that. So I rode it on a tackier, tighter motocross track that has some nice jumps, but it's not that rough. State Fair that I rode this bike at is not that rough. It's not a track you go to and be like, I'm going to test suspension here. No. But just on the way out from the pits, I felt every little pebble, bump, imperfection in the dirt. Just the bike suspension itself would not move, but my ass on the seat moves because the whole chassis is so fucking stiff. It's amazing to me. I cannot believe he rides his stuff that stiff. And it's stiffer than most settings that I have experienced. So what I had to do, and I'm to make this a fun, you know, podcast for you, I'm trying to relate things that you would normally normally do in your your times at the track. You go off of a double, you're neutral on the bike, or let's just say you you are a little farther forward on the bike to soak up the jump, right? Your fork will move a little bit and that will require, you know, sometimes it it loads and then unloads and then it'll come back and your front end's high a little bit, right? So then you start going farther forward, farther forward, then you find that balance. You're like, oh, it's too far forward. Now I'm almost in an endo because my fork is moving so far down the stroke and I have too much weight, my weight, off the front end of the bike, off the jump. So you got to compensate and move farther back on the bike, right? Well, Vince's bike, I tried just to be neutral on jumping these jumps at State Fair and I would have a boner air almost every jump because the the front end would not move. So the front end would take off in the same um, angle as the jump. So if it's a 45-degree angle, my front tire, front end, was up that high in the air. So I'm like, okay, I'll lean farther forward, farther forward, farther forward, farther forward, each lap, each lap, each lap. It's still, I still was front end high. I couldn't get my weight far enough forward to actually compress the fork to make it come down in order not to hit the rear brake to, you know, drop the front end down on the landings. It is so stiff. It's unbelievable. There was bumps underneath where they graded the track that I felt from two weeks ago (laughs) that the track crew didn't quite get. If there was a, a dirt clog inside of a rut, the bike would move. It would upset the bike. This suspension is built for whoops. It's built to slam into whoops. It's built to slam into uh, the faces of jumps. But for me, in my personal experience, I think it's too stiff, even for Vince's speed. I would try to soften the fork just a little bit to see if he can get more predictability out of the bike. I do not know if this is some of the reasons why he's having trouble in areas or crashing or, or what the deal is, but to me... This bike would deflect a little bit too much in a main event when it's choppy and shitty. It'd be difficult to ride. It feels rigid, and it feels stiff. This bike is meant for hitting things fast and smooth, uh, smooth conditions. I just don't see this being compliant when the track kind of goes to shit, which most likely it will in about halfway through the main event, right? So it's just amazing for me to relay this to you guys because I don't think you can comp- comprehend how stiff these guys' bikes are. And 
that little snippet about me going off of a jump just really drove it home like, man, I am so glad that part of my life is over because there is no way in hell I could ride this bike for that long. I only could go on the track for maybe six to eight laps at a time. I'd take a break, do six laps because as the track broke in and as I'm testing this thing, it just got worse and worse and worse, and I really couldn't even ride the bike and test it because the suspension was so damn stiff. I couldn't get on the gas soon. I couldn't uh, drive down the straightaway because I was uh, scared of deflecting off a bump. So it's amazing what uh, some stiff suspension can do. So I don't know, man. I just feel like it, it, would, it would help him a little bit if he just went a little bit softer. Again, I'm not near as good as Vince, but I don't know. I just feel like uh, I've been around a little bit, and this could help him. It was hard to corner the bike as well because it was so stiff on the front end that I couldn't get the front end to dig into the ground and have that nice Dunlop spec tire that I had. Didn't feel that great. I was like, I've had a spec tire before, and I'm like, this is the best fucking thing ever in life. I love me a front tire. I love me a front spec tire, right? Well, this fork was so stiff that uh, (laughs) I couldn't even lean into the terra firma to have that knob grab and and hook me around. So it was tough to do. Respect to Vince on that end. Uh, Overall, a 22-millimeter offset clamp. They use X-Trig. He uses a 996 Renthal twin wall bar. Uh, They also use Works Chassis Lab mounts, and that's to soften it up. So uh, I would assume they would use a different knuckle and link and I couldn't get confirmation on this, but it looked like a stock pull rod and knuckle. But I know from the back end on some of these things that manufacturers make these knuckles and rods to look stock. So uh, I didn't get the numbers on that, but I do know the you know the race team obviously has a different ratio and they do different things with the shock and and the linkage. So um, I do not know if Vince is on that, but nonetheless. Uh, the overall engine and the, the the aspect of the bike is fun. I just didn't have a great time with suspension because it's so damn stiff. Sorry to interrupt this podcast. We're going to break for some commercials. Listen to them. Save yourself some money and support these advertisers. We'll be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front-end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColeen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. (laughs) ScreenPrintingDone.com you an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about 
going to the Old Timers Association. Hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? BloodLubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at BloodLubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com if you have any questions about the oil. I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell, you got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, they even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them ride-engineering.com hey did you crash or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend go to protaper.com and go look at the evo and fusion line handlebars i run the fusion on the ktm 450 and i run the evo on the yz450f doesn't matter what you are you like crossbars you don't want a crossbar protaper has it they got grips dude they got some nice soft grips i'm a half waffle soft guy Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KieferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. KieferInkTesting, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? 2021s are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Inc. testing gives the best deals possible. 
and so do Power Motorsports. Hit them up, powermotorsports.com. Thanks for holding tight and listening to these commercials. We are back with the show. A couple things I want to mention. The clutch. The clutch action was a little bit different for me. Uh, which was What was cool is Vince had a factory front brake. And I've only ridden a factory Nissan front brake a couple times. I know JB had one. He insisted on one. The team itself is sponsored by Nissan, so they get some factory parts on the brake side. Uh, it is a strong front brake. You have no issues. If you want to dive in to a corner, which I never really got to do because the, the fork was so stiff, but that front brake is amazing. A little bit, it's a little bit touchy, but you can adjust that. Vince likes his lever pretty far into the throttle tube. Um, the clutch lever itself is also a factory piece, which is milled down, so it's a little bit smaller, a little bit more round, not as fat. So that felt really nice. But the action of the clutch, and I don't know if they're using a recluse clutch or not. Um, I know the team is sponsored by, by them. It was a little bit on-off feel, a little bit grabby for me. I struggled with the clutch a little bit. I feel like it needed to be a little bit more linear. When I rode the stock bike back-to-back with Vince's, the clutch action was much l- more linear and more friendly, easier for me to do starts on with the stock clutch parts. So there had to have been something different inside the clutch on Vince's bike to where it's a little bit more, it's a little grabbier and a little bit more on-off feeling, which I didn't like. And usually Vince is a great starter. Vince is excellent starts. That's one thing you can always count on is Vince is going to be up near the starts. He basically created... Um, he built a career around having great starts. You would see Vince be up there and finish around, you know, mid-pack. This is part of Vince's strong points was starts. This year it has been lacking a little bit, and I'm wondering, and I did not find this out from the team, and I'm wondering if some of this hydraulic clutch, because last year they had cable clutches, is some of the culprit to Vince not getting consistently good starts. Uh, is it this hydraulic clutch setting? Is it the hydraulic clutch period? I don't know. But the, the setting that I rode on, I feel like was a little bit too on-off feeling. Uh, maybe they need to work on that side of the thing. So um, that's one thing I wanted to know and I thought was interesting. And also the Akropovich muffler. I haven't ridden with uh, the Akropovich single-sided muffler. Very quiet, very linear, similar Akropovich style. If you guys have ridden with the Akropovich before, that is the way they build their mufflers. There's not a lot of low-end excitement. This is more of a linear, longer uh, delivery of power, and that is how Akrapovich builds their mufflers. I'm not a huge fan of the look of the head pipe and the rear section. Usually Akrapovich for me is just pure sex. It looks really good. I'm not a huge fan of the Bulbasaur-looking head pipe, uh, the resonance chamber that they have. It's kind of weird and ugly looking to me but it's cool to see the team running something different Akrapovich is uh, making a name for itself here in the states huge in Europe a lot of teams run Akrapovich in Europe but uh, it's cool to see Tony and the guys using some European flair in their in their builds and their bikes so Overall, for me, I had a great time riding Vince's bike. I just wish I would have had some outdoor settings. I wish the team would do some outdoor races because I would love to ride an outdoor spec, newer outdoor spec that Chad built for the team as well as some Showa um, factory-level outdoor suspension. I do have some 
a kit show of stuff on my own Honda 450. That is great. Um, I don't think Showa gets enough credit. I think KYB gets a lot of that in a lot of these teams. But Showa has really good settings, and the way the action of the Showa suspension is versus a KYB is quite different. Showa is a little bit more performance-based. In my experience, that I can slam into things and hit stuff, and it has more of a dead feel with the Showa set versus a KYB set where, uh, and I've had a lot of time on some fresh KYB PSF1 factory-level stuff or even some spring forks that I did with uh, when I rode the factory Yamaha last year with, with Villapoto. The KYB stuff is more active. It, it moves a little bit more, has a little bit more comfort, but not as good as performance as uh, the Showa stuff. So it's, it's a compensation. It's, it's what the riders like. I know I see this year Roxon is back on Showa, and if you watch Roxon ride and the way his bike moves, it is balanced, and it looks damn good. There's not a lot of movement in the chassis. There's not a lot of seesaw in the suspension. Showa's done an excellent job with that chassis, and when I ride my own bike, it's very calm and lots of track toughness within my A-kit level stuff. So I just wish I could ride a, a... a number 40 outdoor setting. Let's go race outdoors, Vince. I know you probably ain't going to listen to this podcast, but damn, let's go race some outdoors. I feel like you'd be all right. I feel like Vince would be in the top 20. Don't you think? Hell, let's go race. Let's do some shit. Let's all race too. Let's all do it. Vince got to be in his, uh, I don't know, early 30s, right? Still got a lot of time left there, brother. Let's go do that. Let's get some outdoor spec going. But, uh, yeah, fun bike to ride, guys. I just kind of wanted to download you some information. I know some of you guys hit me up and say, what is it like to ride these cool bikes? And I try to relate it as um, <laughs> normal as possible to you guys and uh, relate it in a manner to where you guys can can associate it with your own style of riding when you guys are out riding your own personal bike. So if you guys are looking to improve your Honda, I do like Chad at XPR a lot. He is a great guy. He knows a lot about this bike. Not only does he do the Smart Top Bullfrog Spas Honda team, but also he does the Chaparral FXR Honda team as well. Cody Shock is going to ride a 450 Outdoor, so I'm sure he'll be doing similar mods to that. Maybe I can ride his bike. That'll be fun. And uh, compare that. But these teams like the Bullfrog Spas Honda team, you've got to have these guys in our sport. Mike Genova has done a lot for our sport, a lot of riders. Look at Brock Tickle, Benny Bloss, Shane McElrath. Where would these guys be in 2021? And I know Shane is hurt, but where would these guys be in 2021 for racing season if they didn't have Genova and the team and Lessie? Look, we need these type of guys around. I want to give as much uh, credit and, and pub. That's what we call it here in the publication world. I want to give them more attention because these are the guys that are doing it for our sport. Yes, we need factory-level things, but man, if it wasn't for teams like this, some of these riders that are in the 10 to 20 range wouldn't have rides, and all these guys deserve rides, some shape or form. And this Bullfrog Spas uh, Smart Top team has created a great atmosphere over there. Uh, They work hard. I know Tony busts his ass for the team. These bikes are strong. They're competitive. And... There's no reason why this number 40 bike can't be in the top 10. I've ridden 
factory level stuff, and there is a little bit of differences in the engine, but suspension is all setting. He's getting the same stuff as Roxon can get. I'm sure Honda has a little bit more pull with linkages and, and knuckles and things like that, but the bump sticks are the same. Uh, the engine, these engine builders, you know, Chad, Jamie, all these guys can build fast, fast smooth en- engines. Um, it just takes the rider to do it, and these teams are giving these guys the support and the equipment to do as best as they can. So I think it's commendable. It's awesome. I like riding these kind of bikes. Sometimes I like riding these bikes more than the factory-level bikes just because it's more relatable for me and you. We can't get factory shit. So, yeah, I can tell you how cool it was and what it did, but what if you want to relate it into your own riding, your own bike? So I like these kind of things because most of this stuff on Vince's bike is available, and you can buy and you can get. You can make your own uh, Bullfrog, Spas, Honda, you know, spec. That'd be awesome. So, all right. So if you guys want to check out the video, go to racerxonline.com. Uh, we will bullshit about the bike. You can see me ride it. I, look, I probably look scared as hell because the suspension is so damn stiff. So if Spencer, my video guy, uh, has me on camera and I look like I'm stiff as balls, uh, no hate comes because I was like, I was trying to process how I'm going to ride this thing all day with a stiff suspension setup. It, it was insane. Uh, I would love to have like a current privateer, good privateer guy that doesn't have like you know, quote-unquote, of a deal or a contract to ride this bike and see how well he likes it compared to his setting. That would be a fun video as well, I think. Like a, if Alex Ray could, you know, get out of his SGB contract or whatever for a day just to let him ride this bike to see what this bike does better or his bike does better, right, just so he can compare and be like, oh, shit, I need a lot more motor or I need a smoother power or my fork needs to be stiffer, it, that would be interesting for me. So maybe I can try to put something something like that together to get a current legit Supercross racer, not my old ass to tell you what it's all about, but maybe they can tell you a little bit about it. So I'd have to try to draw that out of them because some of these guys just ride and go fast and can't really relate anything to us that are listening to these podcasts. So um, that would be fun. Maybe we'll do that. And, of course, support our sponsors here on this podcast it keeps us up and moving and if you guys have any questions about Vince's bike hit me up chris at keyforinktesting.com something i didn't cover here or uh maybe something that you want to talk about maybe to do your to your own honda um i just tested the 23.5 offset ride engineering clamps i know adrian has presented this clamp to vince uh maybe a few weeks ago and vince really liked the clamp um, he liked the 22 offset for Supercross, but for me, faster uh, type tracks, outdoor setting, a 23.5 offset was really good. So I know that Bullfrog Spa's Honda team may be interested in some of these clamps that uh, Adrian's coming out with. So uh, these are the types of things that you can do to your own Honda. I put that clamp offset on my own Sierra 450, and I love it. had a couple guys ride it. Uh, recently that own Hondas, and they seem to like the less vibration that this clamp feels as well as a more planted feel, and I don't get a lot of oversteer. So a lot of positives to an aftermarket clamp. I did not know, not to make this a triple clamp ride engineering podcast, but since I've been doing this stuff and I just posted that that story up on my website, uh, it's amazing how much rigidity is actually in the stock OE clamp. I never really thought it would be the case. When I was thinking about rigidity, I would always think head tube area, frame, 
uh, underneath the shock. That cross member in there is stiff. But when I went back and forth with aftermarket clamp, the split clamp of uh, Adrian's, Right Engineering's, and then the stock OEM clamp, I'm like, holy shit. Less rigidity in Adrian's clamp, and there's less vibration, which I would never thought. Um, some of Adrian's older clamps are a little bit stiffer than stock. Well, this one is actually a little bit more compliant, and I get less vibration and a little bit front, a uh, little bit better front tire bite. So very enjoyable, and uh, these are the things that we kind of run through when we do uh, these factory level ish bike builds. So, all right, guys. Thank you for joining me. I know it's a quick one here. We had to, uh, I got to go test now. I got to do some tire testing, but we'll be back next week. A comparison, uh, KX450X versus YZ450FX. We're back to some off-road talk, um, some comparisons. Who are those bikes best for? I'm going to get a couple guys to ride them. We're going to sit here in studio and bullshit about them so you're not just listening to me talk about it. Some older dudes that like to ride Maybe a 60-40 hybrid rider, moto to off-road, and that is what these bikes are built for. So we'll be talking about that next week, so stay tuned. Thanks for joining me. Support the sponsors that support the show, and we'll see you next week. See y'all.